Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Walk Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Josh. Hello, Scott. Josh, my friend, it's 2021. It still kind of feels like it's the end of 2020. And we yep. just thought we'd pick up where we left off because it's not like Cyberpunk 2077 is suddenly in a much better state than it was, despite having various hotfixes and uh, CDPR sort of trying to get on top of it. Sort of trying to say, look, if we bolt this on and carpet staple this thing a little bit, we can mm -hmm. make it closer to the version that you wanted at launch. Um, so we're just going to cover as much stuff as possible in regards to the game and um, the state of the multiplayer, the lawsuit that's ongoing, and um, the state of the DLC. Um, but I also th thought that we'd open with just the state of the game in general because obviously we played a lot of it over the holidays um, I love this game but I want you to sort of talk about the thing that you said to me before we started filming um, yeah. that this game sort of broke you broke you it did two. Scott because you know what like you I also <laughs> love this game um, I had such a fun time with it over the Christmas break like I was putting eight hour stints in every single day just yeah. completely not sleeping not eating just playing in this world but then the bugs finally caught up to me. Like, they were already there, obviously. <laughs> I was already annoyed with them, but they hadn't completely mm -hmm. ruined the experience. Yes, they would crash the game every hour and a half, it seemed, but I was still enjoying oh, the God. story and I was still enjoying the characters until the point where the game literally forced me to stop enjoying those things because some of the quests were just bugged out. There was one quest late in the day. I think I was like 40 hours in or something getting to the end mm. game. And there was one character's kind of like quest line that just completely broke for me. And I thought, cool, I do not care about this game <laughs> at all now. You have ruined every single thing because like my last save to undo the fix. There might be a patch mm -hmm. now, but I don't think there was. There certainly wasn't at the time. There was one workaround. And to get that yeah. workaround, I would have to lose literally like 20 hours of gameplay. You know what I mean? So I oh. was not going to do that. Um, no. And it just completely soured my experience. Like that was like breaking the camel's back that was the tipping point for me and i just thought you know what this this is unacceptable this is there's for me at that point there was no kind of finding the diamond in the rough you know what i mean anymore it just completely soured my experience and that was my takeaway i, I just after that i steamrolled the main story uninstalled the game and now i'm now i'm done with it scott tilford <laughs> See, I've still got to install because I'm mopping up all the other side missions, but every sort of three or four side missions, just I want to do literally everything in the game, but every three or four side missions, whether it's just stopping an NCPD crime thing or whatever, it just crashes again. And I got, mm -hmm. I initially was like, well, I can forgive some of this because it's a big, ambitious game. And, you know, there's all the behind the scenes stuff. There's all the ramifications of the fact that it was sort of kicked and punched into a final form you know, but at the behest of the developers, screaming to management, this isn't going to be okay. So I keep trying to take that into account. But 
when it keeps crashing and they keep doing hot fixes and it's just at some Dude. point i was like yeah f you i'm kind of done i'm gonna yep. just take a break uh, and wait for some stuff uh, some bigger patches that are coming in so let's let's cover what's going to happen with the game hopefully across 2021 um asap um because initially you know they said last year that they do have two sizable patches coming in january and february and um, all they've said about that is that they're both large updates um, and they do um, class things like the police ai as part of one of the bugs that's going to be fixed so they sort of said okay. that they're aware of that which kind of makes me feel like there's going to be <clears throat> an entire you know police ai system bounty system the initial stuff that they described pre-launch and um, that might get added in and um, there's also the uh, next gen upgrade that they haven't talked about in terms of other than saying that it's coming early 2021 um you know we know that the game's going to get some sort of ps5 series x or series s uh, upgrade um do you, do you think that that'll be the same thing that they'll just i don't know somehow by the end of february we'll just have the next gen version or is that going to be something that's delayed and for the rest of the year because all we have now yeah. is that it's coming yeah. early I think it has to be like there's so many promises for 2021 mm. or early 2021 you know what I mean like <clears> you said you've got like these updates you've got these patch fixes fixtures you've got these um, next gen <laughs> versions you've got apparently free DLC that's coming as well and that just seems like a lot considering the state of the game now like they're not easy fixes that are being rolled out at the moment like we've had a bunch of patches already and while they've improved mm. a lot the game's still in like a bad state it's even like the PlayStation 5 like we were playing it on um, so I just, I feel like some of this has to like be pushed to like the summer, maybe even like the winter. I don't know when this game is going to be the game that everyone expected it to be like a month ago, you know what I mean? Which is, which yeah. sucks. Well, that, the whole thing with like trying to map the whole, map the whole game. My throat's dying, Josh Brown. This can stay in the Sounds video, it, but I, I just... Coffin, coffin left, right, and centre. I haven't talked this much in two weeks. Just been sitting, <laughs> playing Sayonara Wild Hearts, but, but um, <clears throat> yeah. In terms of the January, February stuff, you know, they, they initially, obviously, there was the whole debacle at launch and they were like, oh my God, we'll fix it. We've got two patches coming in January, February. So they sort of, they, they could almost be seen as arbitrary where it's just sort of, what are the next big monthly milestones that we can attach to certain things and we'll work towards them? Because the hot fixes that you mentioned, um, you know, they changed it so that when you fire a gun in like a crowded place, not everybody ducks for cover at once anymore. Some of them will run in different directions, like yeah. really minor things that they sort of got to. Um, but the overall, the crashes are still happening. You know, it, it doesn't feel stable on PlayStation, especially on PS4. Um, and so there's all that stuff to sort of sort out. And is that alongside the next gen stuff? Is the next gen stuff just a 4K resolution or is it mm -hmm. trying to get it sort of closer to the uh, the PC version where like the lighting effects look better and stuff like that? I don't know. Um, but assumedly we've got, you know, the January and the February patches, the next gen stuff, they could be the same thing, but we'll see. Um, and in terms of multiplayer, um, it was uh, Adam Kaczynski said that multiplayer was always a separate standalone production. Um, but then after every Everything at launch, he just said that they don't want to have a comment on it. Um, other than saying, um, it, he, all, his, his follow-up was, um, it's ahead of us, so we don't know yet. Um, we're focused on improving Cyberpunk and we'll discuss it in early 2021. Everything's early 2021. I think mm -hmm. last year when they were just a flame, looking at the flames, just saying next year, everything will be next year and we'll just sort of figure it out. Do you want Cyberpunk multiplayer at this point? Uh, no, Scott. I don't <laughs> want it very much much i don't know how it would work i was always a bit wary about it anywhere yeah um, and at this point it's like how many like chefs do cd project red have in the kitchen <laughs> they have so much stuff on their plate at the moment like all night fighting trying, each other as well just trying well, to get it, yeah. it to work just trying to get something to work and it's like you're promising all this stuff for 2021 and that sounds 
incredibly optimistic and it's mm. and i just i don't know anymore scott tilford like i, I keep <laughs> using your full name because i'm that disappointed I'm like a disappointed parent you know what i mean or a disappointed teacher oh. just looking at this thing that i wanted to love and put so yeah. much time into and just ultimately um couldn't like i have genuine like buyer's remorse that i didn't wait for some kind of next gen version mm. or properly patched version because i could have loved this game i could have gone into well, it like a fixed version and loved it despite all of you know the potential broken promises or mm-hmm. whatever and had a good time well, I, but oh sorry i would say that i do um but, no, sorry but I, I i would say that i do love it but it's just it is in spite of that stuff and but the yeah. thing is every time it crashes that's the one thing where i go i can't forgive this because you've literally kicked me out of the game like i can <laughs> i can put up with some of the ai bugs i can put up with some of the quest stuff and there's nearly always a workaround at some point you shouldn't have to put up with any of this stuff but i you know i, I can personally subjectively put up with some of this stuff because i love synthwave music and, and cyberpunk stuff so much but then when it just kicks me out i'm like yep this is this isn't the game we were promised this is a broken thing and i see all that stuff and um, one other thing to throw in for the early 2021 uh, uh window time frame is uh, dlc they, they initially said that they had dlc coming the um cyberpunk official website has updated to say that um free dlc is coming to night city early 2021 um but with them having large-scale patches that potentially also include new ai scripts what the hell could they even do for dlc just more character stuff yeah, I think if DLC came out now in the States, and mm. I would genuinely be disappointed in the game and the company because it kind of reeks of <laughs> them just trying to get content out to like kind of placate people while ignoring the mm. fundamental problems, which is kind of an issue that Batman Arkham Knight had on the PC when that PC mm. version came out. And it was terrible, but instead of prioritizing fixing the game, WB was just like, well, we'll get some DLC out. We'll focus on that instead. We'll give the people <laughs> more content. And I just don't think it's mm. a... A, a way to go. Obviously, there are so many people who love the game and have kind of like sat through the bugs and wanting this DLC to come. I ultimately yep. don't think it's fair to the people who have bought into it, who are kind of like waiting for it to be fixed, waiting for these AI scripts to come in, waiting for the police to finally work, waiting like me <laughs> on quests to not be bugged so you can finish major parts of the story. You know what I mean? Like that should mm-hmm. be the priority. And if the DLC isn't pushed, I would worry about what their kind of like priorities are. I do with the DLC stuff. I mean, with The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3, obviously, everyone talks about, like, well, it happened with that. Witcher 3 did launch in a bit of a state and uh, nowhere near as bad as this. But yeah. uh, one of the make goods that they did back with Witcher 3 was to put out a bunch of free DLC. There was a couple of extra quests. Geralt got, like, 15 finishing animations, like, finishes during combat and um, stuff to sort of, you know, uh, make the, like, trying to make it more palatable on their side. Like, hey, look, we've got you covered. It's fine. You know, not only have we fixed it, but we've done all this extra stuff. And it's just, I don't know, like, the state that, that Cyberpunk is in like maybe this big patch fixes everything um but assumedly cdpr's staff still had a christmas so it's like they still well, gonna yeah. try and get back on this after they've had a break um the other thing to throw in um uh, which is i was gonna say quite quickly but is a, potentially is a big story as well um is the ongoing lawsuit because there's a whole lawsuit around it as well um so this comes from um escapist magazine although obviously it's been covered everywhere but i thought escapists uh, phrasing was nicely handled in regards to getting across the specifics of it um the escape from escapist magazine um said that the basic claim asserted in the lawsuit is that CDPR and its executives defrauded their investors by lying about the state of Cyberpunk 2077 and failing to disclose that the game's launch would be a disaster. Um, by overstating the quality of the game and failing to disclose performance issues, the defendants artificially increased demand and thus increased the price of CDPR's stock. So there's the whole false advertising thing, but the uh, ongoing class action stuff is more on behalf of the stockholders, um, yeah. saying that we invested in your company based on a version of the game that never came out. Um, Escapers do say that it's very hard 
hard to prove those things in court because um, it entirely hinges on um, you know them proving that CDPR made statements that they knew were false at the time they said them, which in regards to game development is going to be nigh on impossible to prove because like with No Man's Sky or Hello Games, they were always saying, you know, a version of the game's coming and that's what yeah. they believe in. And if they believed it at the time, then you can't say that they, you know, willfully defrauded people. Well, Scott, like, just despite my two-bit moustache that I'm currently sporting, like, I have no, like, understanding of the actual legal ramifications of can the you twizzle case. It? Can you, can you I, twizzle it? I can't, it? yeah. It's, I cut the ends off because it was getting a bit handlebar. But, um, yeah, well, I don't really understand, like, the like the actual impacts of the law on the shareholders and investors. I do know that in, like, a, a PR space, a lawsuit mm. always legitimizes problems. Like, even though the backlash has been strong from gamers or whatever, and it's been tough to ignore... Ultimately, a lot of that stuff can be ignored with good PR or good marketing or a good mm. spin after the fact. Like, it doesn't have to tank someone's reputation. But I always think, like, a lawsuit, when that comes in and that makes headlines, that almost legitimizes it because then you see, like, a bunch of outlets who don't cover games suddenly start picking it up. Like, you've seen a yeah. lot of outlets that don't usually cover games cover cyberpunk and that puts pressure on the kind of like studio and the um, mm -hmm. publisher to ultimately fix things not only for the game itself but for like the people working there the people who are taking the brunt of this the people who have dedicated so much of their lives to make what could have been a great game only to be in mm. the same position that we are where it's like well what went wrong what happened why have i invested <laughs> so much time into this to have this kind of dumpster fire now be attached to me essentially and i do think that no matter what happens with the lawsuit whether it gets thrown out whether it goes through or what it has certainly helped legitimize those um claims i suppose of over-egging yeah. the pudding of lying about the state of things about being manipulative about what um footage you show and all of that kind of stuff yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did like a, a video on like terrible games that made the industry better. And it was like when mm -hmm. Ghost Recon Breakpoint came out and was responsible for like, it was like 93% of Ubisoft's operating income was down uh, because they were relying so much on Breakpoint. And it was the breaking point lol because it was Break such it. an absolute state. Um, you would think that that would be, you want to think that one of these high profile disasters is the end of all this stuff. Um, and then it was just to see it even worse <laughs> in Cyberpunk's case with such a, a veteran studio or people that should know better. Um, that have so vocally said back in 2017 or whatever that they were never going to do this sort of thing that they would take mm -hmm. the time and it's ready when it's ready and all that type of stuff and um, for it to be such a flaming disaster um it's just currently a flame um i don't know it's fascinating but I, there's still a whole part of this conversation where it's like cyberpunk is still for me i still think is a very very good game providing you can get it to run um you know i, I love the combat i love the characters i love the world um mm -hmm. and that's a whole other conversation that we can't really get to fully because the game isn't even playable for the vast majority of people so um yeah, yeah let us know what we think down in the comments below of the state of cyberpunk 2077 have you held, held off on buying it or if you have what have you thought of it so far and um, for now i've been squad from whatculture.com i've been josh from whatculture.com and we'll catch you next time bye hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.